Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneka Watkins-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. Coming up on this episode of The Entrepreneurial You. Take all of your expectations, all of the pressure, and check it at the door. Just leave it outside your office door and just enter into the conversation just like this. But also be curious. So put on your hat of curiosity and be very curious about how you can support this person, getting to know them, and then knowing that your solution, if you find that it's a good fit, can help them. And then you share that with them. Conquering any difficulty always gives one a secret joy, for it means pushing back a boundary line and adding to one's liberty. Henri Frederick Amiel. Hey, my peak performer, it is episode 221 of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. I'm your host, Henneko Watkins-Porter. Today's episode is with Dr. Nadia Brown. Dr. Nadia Brown is a sales strategist, consultant, trainer, and founder of the Doyen Agency, a sales agency who works with business owners, companies, and corporations to multiply revenue and awaken the consistent closer within your sales team using the consistent sales method. Of course, Dr. Brown brings over 15 years of experience in leadership, powerful conversations, achieving goals, and respect for people to develop a comprehensive sales process to increase closing rates and satisfied client retention. Her clients, of course, have seen massive results, such as raising their rates, decreasing their refund requests, and doubling or tripling their annual revenues, including helping clients increase their yearly revenue by 800%. Yes, you heard me, 800%. I'm excited because we're going to be talking about a topic that many that many business owners don't really want to take on, right? How to be great at sales without being sleazy. Welcome, welcome, Dr. Brown. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, I'm so excited to have you. Have you ever been to Jamaica? <laughs> Thank you. No, I, I've not been to Jamaica. Okay, wrong answer. But it's on my bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> wrong answer. But it's on your bucket list, right? Yes, 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 yes. And after COVID-19 is over, then I'm going to hold you to that. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get started. How did you get started in sales? I feel like I got started in sales quite by accident. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you didn't find it, it found you kind of a thing? Yes. That is exactly what happened. I, um, when I started my business, I was focusing on uh, training and speaking and writing and doing all of the things, but I didn't have the consistent revenue in my business. And so after some serious ups and downs, I had to make that commitment to get better at sales. But yeah, <laughs> I say it definitely found me. It, I was not looking to become a sales expert. Right. So as I kind of opened in the intro that many business owners, myself included, you know, persons normally tell me that I'm great at sales and I don't think I'm great at sales. I think I'm great at marketing and PR, which a lot of people confuse with sales because mm -hmm. I really do hate the sales process. I absolutely hate it. I resent it. No, <laughs> tell me. Um, so you weren't seeing the revenue that you wanted, that consistent revenue. And we know that re without revenue, we really don't have a business. We have something that's occupying our time. We may, may be self-employed and, and occupied and busy. We're not really having a business. So when you recognize that you weren't getting the revenue that you wanted, what did you do? What decisive action did you take? 
Well, one, after I stopped crying, (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. let's just be honest. There was a moment of, oh my gosh, what have I got myself into? I, um, I put a plan together. I was just like, you know what, Nadia, you've been able to accomplish a lot of great things. This is a skill, but it's also a mindset. So I made the commitment to learning it. But then I was also given an opportunity with a former coach where they hired me. I thought I was going to be doing something else, Annika. I did not know I was going to end up doing sales. (laughs) But in that, I was just, I think it took a lot of the pressure off. And I realized, you know what? I'm just talking to people. I just get an opportunity to talk to people, get to know them, get to know their stories. And one day, one of the co-founders called me and he said, Nadia, do you realize that you've generated almost $100,000 in sales in the past 72 hours? And honestly, I was like, no, I did not. <laughs> um, but it caused me to you know, take a step back and say, hey, wait a second. I'm actually good at this. What happened, right? And so... From there, it just opened up other doors of opportunity within that organization to do training and coaching and supporting their clients and the other sales team members. And so when I left and was back into my company full time and just really focusing on that, that's when I was like, you know what, I don't want any other woman entrepreneur in particular to ever go through that, go through what I had to go through because it is possible. So you said something very simple, but I think it's very poignant that you're just having conversations with people. And I think a lot of the times we go into a sales conversation out of desperation, right? We want to sell whatever we're selling, whether it's tickets to our events or we're selling our product. We want the outcome. No, just buy the damn thing. No, (laughs) it's what we want. (laughs) We don't have time for conversation. If we must be honest, so tell me, yes, that is, that is a real thing. So how, how does it happen naturally for you? I teach people, you know what, take all of your expectations, all of the pressure and check it at the door. Just leave it outside your office door and just enter into the conversation just like this, but also be curious. So put on your hat of curiosity and be very curious about how you can support this person, getting to know them, and then knowing that your solution, if you find that it's a good fit, can help them. And then you share that with them. So uh, like you said, a lot of times we go into the sales conversation, we're nervous, we're sweating, we're thinking about our bank accounts, or we've been trained that somehow we have failed if we don't get the yes. But that's not true because we hear it, but we don't always believe it, especially when we're in sales conversations. Not all money is good money and not all prospects will make great clients. And so we're also going into those conversations to see, do I want to work with you? (laughs) You know? Right. So it's as if we go into that conversation for real, thinking that, you know, it's it's about that person, we taking on that person as a client. But the truth is, or, you know, prospect or whatever, is it that we're not concerned the fact that, you know, we may not be a very good fit and we have to be willing to come to terms with our values. If we have any, because we should be having values and, you know, have that that drives us, right? We should be able to come to terms with that to determine whether or not this client is a good fit. It's not just about the end goal that we're working towards of getting that dollar for whatever it is that we're exchanging for. Yeah, yep, absolutely. And, I, you know, sometimes it's also about posture. I think sometimes we go into a sales conversation if we're not careful with the attitude that they need to hire me. You know, it's like you said earlier, almost that air of desperation 
But when you go into a sales conversation and you're like, I'm wanting to get to know you, um, understand your values, understand if we're a good fit, understand if I can even best serve you at this stage. Um, but that also requires us to be clear, not only on our values, but who is our best client. So like when our agency does sales for other clients, we'll add, one of the questions I always ask is, how do we know that this is the perfect client? And most clients just are like, wait, what? You know, like, how do you know? Because when you go into those conversations and you're like, oh my goodness, this person, I know I could totally help them. I can transform whatever for them. Then you're excited to share your solution with them. And it's not about the dollar. It's genuinely about service. All right. So in the noise of, I mean, we're not doing, well, we're still doing cold calls in a different way. You know, it's not necessarily picking up the telephone, but we're, we're online doing cold calls on LinkedIn, wherever. How do you start? I'm genuinely curious, uh, Nadia, about how do we start that conversation, that genuine conversation of I'm interested in you, I genuinely want to help you or want to see if I can help you. How do you begin that conversation? Because I've seen many a LinkedIn connections and the first thing that they do to me is to start telling me what they have. And I'm like, I don't even know you. Yeah. How do you start that conversation? Well, you have to get to know them. So people that I've seen some, I've seen, I'm with you. I've seen some horrible LinkedIn reach out like, really? That's the best you could do? But I, there was one that really caught my eye. And even though I didn't buy, it caused me to pause my scroll for real. And the reason was they got to know me. So they did their homework. So when they reached out to me in cold outreach, they'd done their homework and knowing that not only did I have a doctorate, but I was also had a background in STEM. They, you know, were reaching out and they were genuine. They pulled out information about me. So when they did that reach out, they were like, hey, you know, we're, and it was actually a university. They reached out and they said, you know, this is, this is who we are, but we also know this about you. And I think that that was the difference because sometimes I receive stuff in LinkedIn and it doesn't have my name or, you know, just things that aren't quite right and you know this wasn't personal. But they took the time to first get to know me and to then say, hey, you know, here's what we have going on. We thought this might be a good fit. We'd love to just invite you to an information session to get to know more. And while I had no intentions of getting another degree, I did go to the information session because I was just curious about what they were doing and because they'd taken the time to at least get to know me a little bit before they reached out. Mm -hmm. So obviously what is very important is time. And we don't have, it seems, a lot of that. So mm -hmm. how do we get very deliberate? Because we have so many connections on, um, on LinkedIn. We have... 2,000, 3,000, whatever, however many people. And we perhaps think in our heads, you know, if I if I spend X amount of time on person A, then all these other people in my network, then I, I can't reach out to them. And it's like you're feeling frustrated and you're feeling anxious and all of these things. How do you, or how important is just crafting, crafting up a time so that you spend that time with a few people rather than trying to reach out to 100, 2,000 people at once and you're not being effective? Great question. One of the things that I think is really important, while numbers are definitely important, we know that, or they play a role, I should say, lead qualification is also just as important. And so while, yes, I get that we're busy and we have a lot of things going on, but when we're reaching out and we're doing our reach outs, it does help if we know, like even if someone reached out and they went to the same university as I did, or they once worked at a company, or they realized, you know, that I'm originally from Florida, or like that you're from Jamaica, and they share that it doesn't have to be this long, drawn out dissertation, but 
But because so few people do it, you'll stand out from the pack if you just take a just pause for a moment and find something and then also genuinely reach out to serve. Is there any way that we, you know that I may be able to help you? So it's almost like you go first is also a great way to really build those genuine connections. All right. So let's talk about rapport, building rapport, because I know that in connecting with people, sometimes I think the fear comes in and the uncertainty and anxiety comes in because we don't know what the first thing is that we should say. So how do we establish that first point of contact and build rapport so that meaningful relationships can be formed? Good question. Uh, You know, sometimes it goes back to kindergarten, (laughs) just practicing good manners, you know, like, hi, how are you? And sometimes it doesn't translate the same in social. So sending videos works, Um, taking the time to craft a video. And again, because conversationally, it just comes across difference, even if it's voice, so sending an audio message. So sometimes voice memos versus just written text, because then people can hear your inflection, they can hear whether or not you're smiling. So being creative, but just, you know, genuinely reaching out. Hi, Hanukkah. You know, I noticed that you are doing, again, that requires us to know something about them. And I was curious if you would be interested in even scheduling time to connect or just genuinely wanting to get to know and build relationships with people in my network. I remember someone recently reached out to me cold. And one of the things that stood out was she was like, Um, Not only did I, you know, look at your LinkedIn profile, but I noticed that you have a YouTube channel and she put the YouTube channel name in there. And I found, you know, the content that you've been sharing is really, really interesting. But I also work with, you know, powerful women entrepreneurs. Again, that was actually someone I responded to and I was willing to take the time to have a conversation to get to know her. So it, it, it pays to take a moment to pause you know, she didn't have to watch all of my videos, but the fact she knew the name of my YouTube channel, you know, it was like, oh, well, at least you did that much. And now we can have a conversation. So, you know, it's just those little things that we don't think about. Sometimes when we put on our business hat or our sales and marketing hat, it's like all the, the basic things around that we would naturally do when we weren't in that role fall by the wayside. <laughs> And you know, for sure, I know that video really works because I remember my first virtual conference that I hosted a couple of years ago. One of the things when I was look, reaching off for speakers, I did it on video rather than sending, you know, a long email. I, I just said, hey, check this video out that I made specifically for you. And it was personalized requesting the speakers and the response was very good. So that personal touch is what, what I'm hearing you say, you know, to stand out. There is so much noise right now. And even now more than ever, Nadia, that the, the mood online is different. The mood has certainly changed online. It's not as before where people were online a lot, yes, and it was already crowded. But right now, I think persons are being more intentional because the pandemic has forced us to think about what is important. And so people are in that space of zoning in onto what is important to them and for them. So standing out now is is even more trickier than it was before. I agree. I think people are exhausted. (laughs) We're tired of being online. Even those of us that were doing some of the Zoom stuff before the pandemic, it just feels like it's just been expounded, you know, so like, oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think, I think the other thing too, is for us to also genuinely go into the conversations and the approach 
expecting it to take longer to build rapport. Sometimes it's almost like we want to meet someone and it's like going on a first date and then asking someone to marry them by the end of dinner, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, really? (laughs) So if you build out your sales process with that in mind, it may take a while for us to connect and to really, you know, whether it's to schedule that initial call because people are busy or just to grab someone's attention, even when they have good intentions, we just have to, you know, put that. But sometimes we just, we're on our, we're in our own little bubbles and we have our blinders on and we're not really cognizant of that or and or we haven't built it in our sales process for it to take that long. And so now we're we are now pushing up against that desperation because we aren't hitting our hitting our goals or it's impacting our revenue. And so I think we just need to think long game versus, you know, I'm just going to go on to LinkedIn today, reach out to 500 people. And tomorrow I'm going to have a full pipeline of, you know, willing buyers. That's not how it works. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about your existing clients because for now we're, you know, up until now we've been assuming that, you know, we're talking about new clients, right? And closing deals with them. So let's talk about our existing clients. How do we move from, okay, just, all right, you know what? I, I perhaps take a, a one course from you or a one coaching session or something, but how do we now develop that relationship so that, you know, we become top of mind when, a client that particular client needs or services or or products. Oh my goodness, I love this one. First of all, because so we spend so much time on the new people, we sometimes neglect the people that have already said yes to us. Mm-hmm. And when we do our work because we're good at what we do, people want to work with us more. And so, depending on your product delivery, and you know, and when I say that, you know, is it if it's just an online course or if there's more of like a consulting project? Builds in one regular touch points, but also at the end of that particular engagement, have some type of debrief or some type of meeting to wrap it all up. And where you talk about here are the milestones that you've been able to accomplish. Let's look at if there's any way that we can continue to work together and just build that into your process. And so often we don't take care, very good care of the people that have already paid us. So but a lot of them come back. And again, long term, you know, uh, one of my former coaches did a great job at this of just when I was on her email list, but she sent regular like gifts or Christmas cards. It wasn't like these extravagant gifts. But one thing that really made her stand out, Hanika, was my grandmother passed away in 2014. And January 2015, the year anniversary of her death, she sent me a card. And was just like, you know, I know this is a hard time, you know, granny's gone. And it really just, it helped to further deepen that relationship. And I wasn't working, I wasn't an active client of hers at that time. But when it came around again, when I was like, you know, I'm thinking about doing something different and I would like to, you know, engage, you know, hire a a coach that does this and it was in her realm of expertise, I reached out to her and hired her again. So in other words maintain the relationship just as how we put so much effort into courtship you know we must put that very same effort if not more into maintaining the word the relationship because for many of us you know connecting that first connection point is easy but it's maintaining it along the way that becomes a challenge so we we must be intentional about that is what i'm hearing absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. all right so as we are about to wind down we would like to go into you sharing your final thoughts around 
just you know being great at sales without being sleazy just considering the other party that it's a human it's not a number it's not a statistic it's a human person that we're dealing with on the other end of wherever it is that they are Yes, yes. Uh, you know, and so some of the things that I share is one, stop selling, start connecting. Like, and it may sound cliche, but focus on the connection to just really get to know people, to not go into that call thinking that this, thinking about it only being a sale. The other thing is focus on building up your pipeline. When you don't have, when you have five calls today or five calls tomorrow, you're not necessarily going into those calls with the same level of desperation that you might when you have one call today and you have no future prospects, right? So make sure you're spending time to really build up your pipeline so that you have those consistent conversations. And then the third thing is to really celebrate the fact that you had the courage to ask and show up in the first place. I feel like too often as sales coaches and trainers, we put a lot of emphasis on when you close. Closing is great, but let's also celebrate the part that you actually have control over. And that is you showing up, you being willing to connect, you asking for the sale, and then just waiting, you know, and seeing how it turns out. You have no control over when someone says yes or if they say yes, but you do have control over, over whether or not you show up and you should be rewarded for courage. So I really uh, applaud people and talk a lot about just being courageous in sales, you know, having that courage. And we've even created a courage diary, like to really just to track it, but to also celebrate those wins. So on those days when it may feel like I'm not closing, I'm not closing, you can look back and say, but you know, at least I had the courage to ask. And now I can adjust my approach so that I can improve my close ratio. Amazing. And now I'm going to ask you for your contact details, how might my community get in touch with you as well as your giveaway that you have for our community? Absolutely. So I'll start with the giveaway. It's the convert, uh, Courageous Conversations That Convert Checklist. Um, you can grab that at CourageousConversationsThatConvert.com. Um, as far as connecting with us, our website is TheTheDoyenAgency.com. Um, and on social media, most platforms, my handle is I am Dr. Nadia. I am Dr. Nadia. Okay, nice. And what a conversation, Dr. Nadia Brown, that we've had. Thank you so much for shedding light on Thank you. Yeah, being a you know a better salesperson. Because believe it or not, as entrepreneurs, we're all salespersons. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you, and 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 you know, keep being amazing. Keep doing what you're doing because you're doing great. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And thank you, my peak performer, for tuning into this episode with Dr. Nadia Brown. I look forward to connecting with you next week. Of course, in the meantime, connect with me for all things podcasting. So if you want my books, if you want coaching, online course, or if you want me to produce your podcast, I'm your girl. Just connect with me. Visit com and send me a WhatsApp message that comes directly to my phone and I'll get right back to you. This week's point of hope. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your forefathers as it is today. Deuteronomy 8 verse 18. What good? We needed to raise capital, but our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act, and interest rates were far too high. 
We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors and the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call and experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mafood, CEO of Jamaican Teas, and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Give us a call today at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange.